This is Healthy Rounds with Dr. Anthony Alessi, sponsored by St. Francis Hospital and Medical Center, Covaris, Ranchford Eye Center, and the Connecticut State Medical Society. Healthy Rounds provides general information regarding medical conditions and diseases. The information is not intended to create a doctor-patient relationship. You are encouraged to consult your own medical provider for advice that applies to your own medical care. And now, Dr. Anthony Alessi on WTIC News Talk 1080 and WTIC.com. We're back on Healthy Rounds, and my guest today is Dr. Julia Silver. Dr. Silver an associate, is an associate professor of physical medicine and rehabilitation at Harvard Medical School. Um, she is also an expert in physical medicine and rehabilitation for cancer patients. But today we're going to be talking about the fact that she's coming to Connecticut to speak at the 2018 annual meeting of the Connecticut State Medical Society on September 27th of this year, uh, a society of which I am a proud member. Dr. Silver, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have a chance to talk to you today. Uh, let's talk a little bit about physician burnout and and what the definition of that is. And, and so our listeners can kind of get a feel for when they use that word because it's used in a lot of different areas how does that apply to physicians and, and medicine now? That's such an important um, term in general. And uh, when we really look at the literature and how that term is, desi- is defined, it's really a set of symptoms that have to do with emotional exhaustion and not feeling valued and um, some very specific types of symptoms that are different than, for example, depression, in which people feel hopeless. Um, And so there are some scales and some tools that measure burnout versus depression and help us to better understand uh, how this is, you know, how these symptoms are manifesting, especially in in the healthcare workforce. Why do you think it's happening now? Well, burnout is certainly multifactorial, which means that it's not caused by just one thing. It is a collection of, uh, you know, things that happen in people's lives, long hours, a loss of autonomy, meaning that uh, the way that we interact with patients it has changed a lot, and now we often are working on computers more and not facing the patient and don't have quite as much time in the office setting as we used to. And there's a, a wide variety of factors that affect things, that affect people with burnout. And, it's, and if someone is burned out, it's not necessarily the same, the same factors or the same things that affect one person as affect another. Does it affect different specialties differently, or are some specialties uh, within medicine, and when I say specialty, I'm including primary care, uh, are some areas of specialization more prone to uh, ex- to experiencing burnout? Yes, some specialties are more prone to experiencing burnout, and in fact, my specialty, physical medicine and rehabilitation, has been ranked as one of the highest. In some studies, it's third highest in burnout, and we have talked a lot about why is our specialty ranked so high. Uh, I think there are a number of reasons why. One is the governmental regulations around trying to get patients rehabilitation. We, we treat patients 
that tend to be very sick. They often have had catastrophic accidents or injuries, uh, strokes, spinal cord injuries, head injuries, and so on. And so um, there may be a number of reasons why uh, surgical specialties are often ranked very high. They have very long hours and uh, the stakes are very high for surgery in terms of outcomes. You always want to make sure that that mistakes are not made and there's a lot of pressure on surgeons. So their specialties definitely have uh, rankings in terms of how high burnout rates are. Do Why are we hearing about it more now? I mean, is it because of the loss of autonomy, as you had mentioned? Is it because of computerization? Because we didn't hear this in the past when doctors were much more independent in private practices, making house calls. Um, was there just more job satisfaction then? Well, it's hard to know if there was more job satisfaction then since we didn't measure it the same way. So we can only surmise. Uh, you know, how people felt about the, their jobs and, and the types of burnout symptoms that we record now. But probably there's a number of reasons why burnout is such a hot topic. One reason is that there is a shortage of physicians, and that shortage is going to only get bigger. And so when we think about how we're going to take care of patients, we have to really think about can we retain physicians in the workforce and make sure that they don't leave practicing medicine altogether or they don't reduce their hours if we can help it, especially because of dissatisfaction. We don't want them to reduce their hours um, because we have all of these patients who need care. I think another reason why we are able to, um, to, to really see burnout is because of social media and the interconnected world. So people are talking a lot more and connecting. To, there are uh, more than 70,000, for example, members of the Physician Moms group on Facebook. And they share a lot of information about the struggles that they face and so on. It's interesting you mentioned that uh, two of my daughters are physicians and uh, one is a mom and I'm always hearing things that she finds on the physician mom group. So it's a pretty active group um, to say the least. It's really a, a great support. So you've touched a little bit on how this is affecting medicine in general and specifically here in Connecticut. We're facing a challenge because many of our physicians are getting into that late career phase where they're kind of dropping out and doing something different, something they always wanted to do, um, picking up a hobby. Are we seeing that nationally as well, where uh, physicians are retiring earlier? There are a lot of physicians who are looking to do different things with their careers to be more creative and innovative and so on. And I think we're seeing it at all different levels. Um, there are, we talked about the physician moms group. Well, there's a physician entrepreneurs group where there are uh, physicians who are entrepreneurs. And uh, it's fascinating to, you know, to hear about that and, and think about the innovation. I direct a publishing course at Harvard Medical School. And the publishing course that I direct, it's a three-day CME course, and what happens is doctors come from all over the United States to that course, and so many of them are just starving 
for creative ideas, creative outlets, creative people to talk to because medicine can be so regimented that these are highly intelligent, very creative people who are looking for some sort of innovative, creative outlet for all of their wonderful ideas. And I think that bringing more of that into medicine in general would help to keep physicians in the workforce and not necessarily leaving. I think we need to to really allow these very, very smart people with all of these wonderful ideas the opportunity to have uh, different things that they can do to bring that that creativeness and that innovation into medicine. I, I want to get into that a little bit more because you've really sparked my curiosity about a publishing course. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to be back with my guest, Dr. Julia Silver, who's talking to us about some of the solutions for physician burnout, how it affects our patients, and more importantly, what are we going to do about it? You're listening to Healthy Rounds on WTIC News Talk 1080. We're back on Healthy Rounds. My guest today is Dr. Julie Silver, and she is talking. She's going to be here at the State Medical Society here in Connecticut um, to talk a little bit about some of the solutions for physician burnout. Uh, before the break, Julie, we talked a little bit about your publishing course. Now, is is this so for? Is this is for physicians who want to publish things outside of medicine? I'm assuming. Well, actually, uh, the publishing course is uh, for physicians and psychologists and others who are in the healthcare field who want to publish not outside of medicine, but outside of the conventional uh, journal publishing, research publishing. So many people come with ideas about um, self-help books or um, memoirs or different topics like that. And also people come with a lot of other creative ideas about what I call uh, productizing intellectual property, the idea that you turn intellectual property, ideas and content, into a product that can then uh, be distributed uh, widely. So that's that's what the course is about. Uh, It's interesting to me. I've published two books, uh, but I... Uh, went about it a little bit differently. I donated all the money. So I had uh, different charities actually take care of all the publishing. Um, I just did the writing, and and it's been tremendous because I don't think that many people make money from writing a book unless you're on the bestseller list, um, has been my experience. So it's very interesting that you've developed a course around that. Uh, One of the articles recently in the New England Journal, it was a letter to the editor from a medical student about banning together and having physicians somehow band together in order to try and deal with physician burnout. And probably when I think of the word band together, I think of the Connecticut State Medical Society. That's our biggest resource here in the state of Connecticut. Is that a real solution? I think that that physicians are very much uh, – supported by one another, and that networking and that sort of uh, opportunity to officially network through the State Medical Society is vitally important. I think it really benefits doctors to be able to talk about some of these issues and to think about solutions, and I know that the Connecticut State Medical Society is very active in trying to uh, come up with solutions and trying to be uh, the uh, 
a, a real support for its members, its physician members. So in what ways do you recommend that physician societies support the members from that standpoint? We're all faced with the same problem. And I have to tell you, desktop medicine, um, for lack of a better term, has really inundated everybody at all stages of their career, um, spending late hours trying to get reports out that we're not even necessarily proud of because of the way it gets spit out by a computer. Um, are there ways that organizations like that can help us with that? I believe there are ways. And I have uh, worked on a campaign that I call Societies as Allies to really help medical societies understand their role in not only helping with burnout, but helping with advancing physicians' careers. It's important to remember that doctors pay medical societies to be members. So the the money flows from our bank account into the society's bank account. And one of the things that my research has really focused on is what are we getting for that return on investment? as, uh, you know, whether it is uh, women in medicine, you know, how are women included, um, how are societies uh, uh, addressing the gender pay gap that's well documented in the, in the research. Um, I think that it's important to remember that burnout starts very early in medical school. Um, many people start to become burned out. And then that continues through their training in residency and so on. And so even our earliest career physicians or physicians-to-be are experiencing symptoms of burnout. And most of those doctors come from one or more underrepresented groups. Most of the doctors in medical school today are either women or people of color or LGBTQ Uh, And it's super important to think about how are we supporting this extremely diverse workforce and making sure that they're paid fairly for their work, that their hours are reasonable, that they they have uh, opportunities for promotion and advancement. Those are key issues that medical societies should be focusing on, and I've written extensively about that and done a lot of research on that. Uh, I find some of what you've just said fascinating uh, in the sense that I'm pretty much familiar with there's a pay gap with respect to gender. Um, But in terms of work hours and work responsibilities, uh, do you feel that some of these underrepresented groups are also uh, unfairly impacted? Well, there's a lot of research about that, actually. Uh, for example, with women, um, there are a number of studies that show that women have uh, women do more citizenship types of work, that uh, you know, serving on committees or uh, you know, signing up to volunteer at uh, different events and so on, whereas they uh, you know don't necessarily have as many opportunities in things that help them with promotion. So there's a lot of different research that has evolved from big things, uh, what we call macro inequities. Macro inequities would be promotion gaps, pay gaps, and so on, to micro inequities, which are the small things 
that happen that sort of lead to the big things. I have to tell you, this is fascinating research and a great discussion. I wish we had more time. Uh, I'd love to have you back on the program, uh, and I urge my colleagues who are members of the State Medical Society, and even those who are not, um, to get to the annual meeting this year to hear Dr. Silver speak. I also would love to have you back on to talk about prehabilitation for patients with cancer, um, something, again, that I didn't know anything about until I looked at your website. Uh, thank you for taking time with us today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And I look forward to meeting you possibly at the State Medical Society meeting later this month. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you again. That was uh, Dr. Julie Silver. Dr. Silver um, is going to be the guest speaker at the State Medical Society. Many thanks to our studio producer. Mike Olko has been on the board today getting this great program together. Jeff Chandler is in charge of sales and marketing for Healthy Rounds. Please remember to help save lives by becoming an organ, eye, and tissue donor. You can do that by going to www.registerme.org. Until next week, this is Dr. Anthony Alessi. Please stay healthy. This has been Healthy Rounds with Dr. Anthony Alessi, sponsored by St. Francis Hospital and Medical Center, Ratchford Eye Center, Covaris, and the Connecticut State Medical Society. Be sure to tune in next Saturday morning at 11 for more Healthy Rounds on WTIC News Talk 1080 and WTIC.com.